I like to bathe in meth for the exfoliating yeah, on my skin. The crystals kind of yeah. work the dirt out of your skin and yeah. put in new dirt. Mm -hmm. They tenderize it. <laughs> Gosh. I love that hot, hot intro, they call it. You're just hot, hot into it with the banter that we were already having it's, going on. It's popping hot. Popping hot intro. Popping hot. This intro is going to pop hot, you guys. Get ready. It's dangerous. That's right. We did it. Nice we did it. It's Greasy right Conversation Hour. We've got some bonus Jay in the house from the Rock and Comedy Show. If you still haven't checked out the Rock and Comedy Show, what's you're, wrong with you? You're, what you're are wasting you doing your life. With your life. What is it yeah. with you? No one knows. But we do know that in spite of our time changing and our logo changing and all these tumultuous changes in your life due to us, one thing hasn't changed, and that's the submarine of knowledge. <laughs> Jumping right in there, huh? Yeah. Take the deep dive. I want people to know that's what the logo is about. The new logo, it's a knowledge submarine logo. Kevin from the... What show was that that was just on? Brendan and Kevin <laughs> just afterwards. Hey, shout out to them. Yeah, Killer to be after that. He's watching right now. Thank goodness. Yeah. Someone is. All right. Thanks. That's why we put our show after yours, so we'd have a, you guys to at watch. Least, at, least, at, least, at least two. Yeah, at yeah. least two. <laughs> All right, where to start? Where to start today? Oh, this is actually a pretty interesting story. The uh, the Tesla that got pulled over on its own. Yeah, it was doing um, the shoot. What is the term it says there when you summon smart summon? Yeah, smart summon. That's what it is. Yeah, this person was smart summoning their Tesla to come pick them up in the parking lot. If you're not aware, it's a, the car can drive itself to the parking lot to you. But a lot, people have been having some uh, issues with that. Well, because it's it's it is still in beta, and it's it's more for like pulling down the driveway or something, or like you said, in a simple maybe like a simple around the curve maneuver. Yeah, or like a chill parking lot. There's yeah, not much going on. And there. then people are just doing more and more complicated things to see like how much it can do. You like doing the parking garage at the El Cortez? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dead. Your car's dead. Your insurance would go would just be doubled just from attempting that. Yeah, and uh, for for anyone, I mean, everyone knows shitty parking uh, garages, but the ones in Vegas, some of them are notorious. Yeah, they're like cars were a different size. People were a different height. And some of these garages yeah, were made. Like, yeah, they're like holdovers from a long lost civilization where every, <laughs> everyone was like everyone was half the size and their cars were half the size. When too. I first started driving that driving the truck and I would pull into some of those places, I would duck because I'm like, it looks like, it looks like I'm gonna hit those. <laughs> you think your head's gonna get taken <laughs> yeah. clean off? Yeah. I'm like, if there's tennis shoe marks up there, that's pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. I used to wonder how people could kick that high until I realized they were just taking their shoe off and then jumping <laughs> yeah. and putting their shoe on there. Yeah. I saw someone do it and I was like, oh, that's what you're doing. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, so the, t the controversy, uh, another layer is whether or not this was staged. Because this cop pulled over this Tesla with nobody in it for running through a stop sign. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, who stops at those in the parking lot stop signs anyway, you know? Like at Boca Park, I don't know, local reference. But when there's a stop sign in a parking lot, that's, that's, that's like a private property. The city's not responsible. 
I, I can't be bothered with this stop sign. Is what I'm saying. I think yeah. the cop was just being an ass. I think it's possible that he was staged and he was given a little like, hey, uh, you know, keep your clothes on, but you won't be on duty while you just uh, talk about how sick this car is and love it and stuff. Because he was genuinely um, pretty cool and impressed by it and stuff. <laughs> Suspiciously so. Yeah. So the uh, jury's still out on whether it's staged or not, but, you know. These it's days. not every day you see a car that drives by itself. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It would be pretty novel. <laughs> I'd be even on duty, regular cop life, be pretty tripped out. But uh, then another, another, another layer to it is obviously if no one's driving, who can give it a ticket or who do you give the ticket to? Yeah, and that was the conclusion of the cop too. He didn't uh, ticket it up for that reason. But supposedly. generally. You're still it like, belongs to somebody. Yeah, you're still the owner of the car. So, like, legally, you're still responsible for your car, even if it's autonomous. Is the car disabled because it's too large to go into the courtroom to settle for its own <laughs> ticket? You're like an exception, then? All right. It's not Kit. <laughs> Listen, Michael. <laughs> oh, man. No, you just, like, have to phone him in. You have to FaceTime your car in so it can plead. I'm making it complicated. Right. No, that's <laughs> I, I like it. We need to... Uh, These were all the things that were running through that cop's mind. Yeah, it's like, how am I going to go to court with this car? I can't give it him. He's like, oh, man, this is a whole can of worms. I'm not even going there today. <laughs> Plus, this car is hot. We give tickets in there. <laughs> right, <hot>. yeah. <laughs> the car's got these sexy curves. Yeah. You just send the ticket to Mr. Tesla himself. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I heard uh, that cop actually went on a date with the car. <laughs> I can't get over the way the handles look like little hockey sticks. Once you see that, you can't unsee it. <laughs> anyway, that's my takeaway right. from the Tesla Model 3. Ta-da. <laughs> All right. Now, no this... one says ta-da on Sirius Radio enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not nearly enough. We're starting with ta-da's. It's a strong episode already. Welcome. All right. So this guy, Florida man, of course. Uh, you know, dating life isn't going well for him, and it's surprising he's using a technique that uh, I have found to be very successful. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he got arrested after pulling a machete on a woman who refused to date him. She refused even after seeing a sick machete? I know, right? Like, what's man. wrong with this woman? <laughs> he's got it. He's he, maybe he's just playing to the wrong crowd or something. I don't know, but you know. Maybe it was the size of the machete. <laughs> <laughs> that little thing. Yeah. Was it fold up? Right. Call it a machete. It's not a butter machete. Pull like the crocodile Dundee. Like that's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. It's because some dude was there with a samurai sword. <laughs> <laughs> Pull his his fucking samurai sword out. Man. After dude. No. So they just said the dude was a. Uh, Good old Leonard Thomas. Whoa. He's got a look to him. Oh, yeah. He looks like he would have a machete strapped to his... I said he was butt. a handsome fella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said that before the show started. I'm like, uh-oh, I'm in for something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? See, this is, this is his mistake. See, what I usually... You just got to, like, flash the machete. Maybe, like, cut a lime on the bar or something. You know? he, was he wielding it around? Well, he pulled it out and he told her, I'll cut you up. Oh, see, that's like, the... That's, that's the bridge too far right there. Like, you can't, I mean, come on. Don't end the sentence there. Like, I'll cut you up some nice mango. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll 
Oh, I'll cut you, you up some nice mango. I'll cut you up some nice meth. Because <laughs> I bet he had some on him. Probably. Yeah, they don't, they don't specify, but it would not surprise me with good old Leonard Thomas. One, here. look at him. Two, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Florida, I think that's their state flower. <laughs> Damn. I think it should rightfully be the poppy, though, with that whole opioid crisis kind of being like, a Florida thing more than any other place. Nah, that could be like multiple states at this point. It could be oh, it sure. could be like 10 different states. Well, I mean, like there's multiple states that are known for their cheese. California, Wisconsin. But I mean, Florida is known. It's like a specialty. Gotcha. <laughs> all right. All right. But then then which state has the, the meth flower as their state flower? Dude. I think California is kind of like the sleeper Florida junior in a lot of ways. Vegas. Yeah. Oh, that's Vegas the thing. Could be Henderson. There this raw desert, there's like North Vegas. <laughs> this whole Mojave desert, even down to, down to New Mexico. It's like a, like a meth belt. It's like yeah, where it true. comes from for the world. When I was a kid growing up in Apple Valley, California, in this very same desert, just a couple hours south of here, my friend's dad was... Uh, like the local DA and there's these big fires as California is always on fire and there's fire like all around our city and uh, I should really call it like a town anyhow dude comes back uh, from work and tells his son the the national price of meth like doubled from these fires in our town what <laughs> wow like the going rate was affected wow <laughs> yeah too bad there's not a stock market for that we could have <laughs> rolled it in it's time to invest. <laughs> all right, this this guy, man. I, I got so many. All right, first, so this dude robs a bank. Let's see if I can find the article from what you say. And it turns out that it was the day or a few days before his wedding. Our good friend Heath Bumpus. <laughs> he looks like a Bumpus. Right? <laughs> and, uh... So he turned himself in on Friday because he went to a, oh man, he went to a bank that's like down the street from the sheriff's office in this town where like Groveton, Texas, right? Wherever the fuck. <laughs> All right. So just goes in. Don't you be know, talking shit on Groveton. Psh, whatever. Groveton sucks. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, so he robs, he goes in and, and says he has a weapon and demands money and at this point like banks just they have to hit their little button and then give you the money mm. and that like you know just to avoid the trouble with the cops deal with it but he did get away temporarily and then they uh you know posted pictures from the bank surveillance of uh you know him and his vehicle and then of course his fiance saw it <laughs> and convinced him to turn himself in right so he did and uh you know, he said that he didn't have money to pay for the wedding or buy the nice ring that he wanted. But I'm like, your wedding's in a couple days, bro. All right. Yeah, you had a lot of time to plan. To there get were a that lot to... of steps in between <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, you what know, about the stuff you... that you arranged already that you're going to owe people for? Yeah, like, they up. had to put deposits and stuff. <laughs> My thing is, I think that this dude just did not want to get married. Yeah, and he's like, and oh. that, that's his that's his escape plan. It's like, let me get arrested for robbing a bank. Yeah, you, they say if someone that you're with robs a bank, 
then they're only inevitably going to rob you. Like, if they <laughs> rob one thing, they rob everything. Yeah. I mean, that is a huge red flag, I guess. But it's just, uh, there's so many levels of other things that are not going to land you in prison. Yeah, it seems like there's got to be, like, better places to rob that are less armored by now. But not with that bank level of money. I like on his pictures, it's in custody. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, there's even, even before you get to the point where you're like, okay, I got to rob a place for money. Like, you can just postpone the wedding or something. There's got to be something you can do. I mean, besides, like, robbing. You know? Yeah, like who doesn't the money like explode and in ink and everything now too? Anyway, it's it seems like there's so many layers of like were you thirty years late to the robbing the bank party? When's the last time that even worked? I'm yeah, it's really been a while. upset. <laughs> no, yeah, well, it's funny too because like it's actually uh, just not. I mean, besides getting caught, it's just not like profitable to yeah. rob banks outside of like a one-off. But I'm upset that anyone even plays with that anymore. And that's what are you the, doing? It, in the event of a one-off, you're probably not like a professional bank robber because no one does that anymore as a profession. And oh. uh, you just get nabbed. Or yeah. do they? And we don't hear about it because they're good. Yeah, it could oh, be an inside yeah. job. And the banks don't want us to know, so the banks like get the media to stay hush-hush on it. Yeah, their right? employees could be pilfing them blind. We don't even know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's that's what's going on, yeah, not I'm the sure. other way around. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. I want to say Wells Fargo. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. <laughs> they rob everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, legit. <laughs> I hate that bank. <laughs> I don't even have like a crisp, uh, I, I, like, clever way of putting how much I hate that bank several times over. Like all the things that banks do that upset you, they like excel. There's not in. enough sensor bleeps to tell you how I feel about that bank. <laughs> no. <laughs> they like swindle you into more ways to charge you and then like make sure your things go through in a certain order so that you definitely get overdrafted with stuff that shouldn't <laughs> overdrafted. Yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah. if this goes in this order, then we can trigger a fee from this one happening before this one. And then <laughs> yeah. with that fees triggered, we get fees from these three. My favorite is the email they send you to say, your bank account's about ready to hit zero. Thank you. I'm, 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 I'm aware. Yeah. Oh, you think? I don't know. And then they send you the other one. Your bank account has insufficient funds. Well, we knew that was coming. Uh. Except those two emails happened in the opposite order of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's fraudy when, like, okay, you have this fully electronic system. And uh, this was, like, eight or nine years ago. But still, it was the same system. Uh, and th they, this shenanigans would happen. And I'd go there with my ATM receipt. Like, look, I put this money in this time. Uh, this cleared then. Why was there a fee for this? And like, oh, yeah. And they just fix it. Like, what about the people that aren't calling you on this? How does your system just make these errors that any employee can be like, oh, it's yeah, tough. it's another error that it does all this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not a bug. It's a feature. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> a feature. It's a see who's watching their crap or not. And yeah, and wants people. to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's set up just in uh, a way to rip everyone off as efficiently as possible. Yeah, for sure. Unless you say something like, oh, sorry about that. That's not supposed to happen. <laughs> not that Link. there's a bank I'm going to advocate, but I've been with other banks and it wasn't so far going. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't feel like you were uh, getting monetarily molested <laughs> all day, every day. I like that. It's alliteration. So enough outrage. The outrage is so delicious, but there's other things to whistle and clank about.
Yeah, this woman who is apparently so notorious for burning down a historic tree back in the back in 2012. That same year, the Mayan end times prophecy came to pass, and that's why we're all here today. Yeah, it's so end timesy now from that. Yeah, so, but she's so notorious from that that when she gets busted for meth trafficking again, uh, it's in the news. Apparently, yeah. it's a Florida woman. And they really just gave her a slap in the hand for smoking meth inside this. Like, and it was Florida. Yeah. And meth. See? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Gigantic trees. <laughs> this tree was like as like wide as like a mobile home, right? Like a double wide. Right. Yeah. Which it was very is how large. you measure the distance of things in that area. That's how you measure scale. Yeah, it was like two and a half mobile mobile. She's homes. a she's a good meth dealer if she's got a double wide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this double wide size. Oh, tree. she's very successful. <laughs> <laughs> Must be running a quality operation here. Okay, side note: Have you guys ever seen someone stack them, like trailers no. that are supposed to be like a mobile home, but like one on top of another one, and there's oh, like a ladder man. to the upper one? <laughs> man, some people can like get a hold of an old crane, and all oh, what wonders can occur on some of these properties, like in North Carolina, when someone gets an old crane that... or rents a crane. I would like a double wide, double tall trailer. Yeah. <laughs> the, the old double double. It's like a four by four in and out. Yeah. Man. But instead of meat, it's habitation. <laughs> <laughs> Only children upstairs. No adults upstairs. They'll fall down. The children can fall down. That's okay. Yeah, no one cares. Candy's in the chat room giving us a bunch of happy faces. Oh, yo. Welcome, Candy. She also says, what's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're checking in the chat on the Radio Vegas streams. We've got a couple of streams going because we've got the greasy ones and the Radio Vegas ones. We all know that. You're here. And so this, this tree killer, it's, uh, she did something else now after getting slapped in the hand, even though she burned down like a national landmark of, of unique history. Yeah, it was like a 3,500-year-old tree. No big deal. Artists got to dig through the remains of it, though. and yeah. Make, like wallets and keychains and lamps and stuff out of the old tree remains though that's pretty cool yeah I so mean, art one yeah it's it's a win for art well, now it's a christmas tree so wait what was the yeah now it's uh yeah then no, now christmas. she just got she just got busted for regular meth trafficking <gasps> she just had a bunch of meth like on her person and in her place of residence and got you, busted you'd think this would be a wake-up call to to not i mean at least not traffic. If you're going to like, you would at least turn down the meth life after that kind of tree. Can you just do them. meth at home? <laughs> I right. know. Please, someone. Burn down a landmark. Everyone who does meth. <laughs> Did you see this video of strange Christmas trees that's like slapped onto this article? I didn't know. I, clo <laughs> I closed it already. But. Uh, there's like hubcap trees and stuff. I'm just having my own little magic bonus adventure. <laughs> yeah. <with this>. Nice. <laughs> Sharing is caring. You guys, you got the links. Uh, if you go to the website for the show, greasyconversation.com, the post for this episode has all our show notes in it. So you can be a, a sleuthy uh, journalist like us. All right. I feel like we got to dive into this one. I just been, I didn't even notice this at first, but now that it's here, <laughs> dive uh, it. we got to go. It's the, uh, the list of 
freaky conspiracy theories. Wait, we have to save that for after the break. Do we? Okay. Yeah, we have to. We have to have a little, uh, either a smaller taste or, or early up the Bob Thorntons because we're going to be wallowing in that one for a minute. All right. <laughs> now let's let's do this one before the Bob Thorntons real quick. All right. So the shoe company sold. Air quotes, oh, yeah. Jesus shoes. Yeah, you guys know. With holy water <laughs> in the soles. All right. So they basically took some type of Nikes, Nike Air Max 97s, and customized them. They basically, they got water from the River Jordan, blessed by priests, <laughs> and that is like inserted in the sole of the shoe. And then on the laces is a crucifix with Jesus on there. There's a drop of blood on that little loop on the top of the tongue. And that's supposed to represent Jesus, of course, because drops of blood represent the Son of God. Yeah, there's nothing else that blood's significant regarding at all. No. Not when it comes to that shoe. <laughs> right. And it's also got MT1425 on the side of the sneaker, which is apparently the... Uh, Bible verse for when uh, talking about when Jesus walked on water or whatever, you know. I just want to say what priests, what priests signed off on this, right? Who was like, you need this holy water for what? They probably didn't tell. They're just like, I oh, just holy, uh, you know. I mean, I, I give you money, you give me holy water. Yeah, That's how what it goes, kind of institution? It, it was just willy nilly with their holy water. Just, it, it was probably Joel Olstein. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know he's got that black market holy water. He's like, yeah, him. let's sell some shoes. <laughs> let's sell some shoes. Yo, because they're uh, one thousand four hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yeah, for I this mean, pair of shoes. Jesus Christ! That's what you exactly. should expect to pay for genuinely holy water. The problem is. I mean, this shoe's going to get all dirty. It's walking on the ground. No, you walk in water, Waz. Yeah, yeah. you walk in on holy water. That's kind of beautiful, actually. My, so this, to me, just really proves it as if <laughs> I didn't already know, but you can just like slap Jesus on anything and sell it for a ridiculous amount of money, apparently. But I guess you got to find the right thing. Let's test know. that theory. Let's put his face on a condom. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a name drop, though. So, like, you have to have, like, some customer that, like, oh, if he's buying that holy artifact, you know that's a real holy artifact. And that person's like, yeah, I checked, and uh, Father Jameson was one of the priests that was, if he's involved with it, you know that's some Lord, Lord-tastic. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you said Father Jameson. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, Father Jameson's up on that. We know this is the real deal. Okay, it's blessed by the hip one. <laughs> that's that's Kanye's priest. You don't oh, mess man. with that. Look where he's at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Name these shoes. Just if I had these I, black ones, red stripes, and just call them Kanye's priest. <laughs> Spell Kanye different for copyright reasons, but like, I don't know. There's a half a plan in there. I'll come back to you guys Kanye on that yo. one. <laughs> Kanye, Kanye, what mayo? Would you call, well, what would you call these shoes? What would be the name of these shoes? Uh, the Jesus shoes? Yeah. Like, like the, my Jesus shoes? Yeah, what would you call them? Like uh, maybe the resurrected? Ecclesiasticus. <laughs> <laughs> resurrectors. Yeah, resurrectors. <laughs> Resurrector set. It's <laughs> just going to be like... The prophets. <laughs> Jeezy. The prophets. Hey, he's got sick prophets, man. Right. Okay, that's that's tight. I'm into that actually. Right. That's a winner. Is the is the swoosh sparkly? 
<laughs> I don't know. It looks just... It looks like it's water. Oh, neat. We splash warm, holy. <laughs> One of these is aquatic, right? Whoa. No, that's like a dusty desert tomb that fell upon us. I think that's the sound of the Bob Thorntons approaching. They fell out. <laughs> fell out. Hey, listen up, guys. I'm here to tell you about Ball Wash. That's right. Ball Wash wants you to stay clean, smell great, and be fresh. Let's face it. It gets a little funky down there. Nobody likes it. So Ball Wash, it's all about quality grooming products for men that work hard, play harder, and care what they put on their body. Ball Wash, Sack Spray, and Nut Rub are the ultimate trio to keep your package in perfect condition. I got to tell you, I was skeptical at first, but I tried the Ball Wash, you know, for your nuts, butt, and body with activated charcoal, and it is a feeling like no other but it's cool because they've also got the sack spray <laughs> that's right <laughs> they don't disguise what it is it's definitely for the sack and uh it's awesome because it neutralizes odor and irritation we know it it's a little hot and gummy down there it's disgusting right we're disgusting uh and they've also got the nut rub you gotta love the nut rub ballwash.com is where you're gonna want to go you're gonna want to enter the coupon code radio vegas you're gonna get 15 percent off gotta check them out guys it is totally worth it get ballwash today go to ballwash.com coupon code remember it radio vegas and you're going to get 15% off. Hey, Bobby, I feel like going out tonight, but I don't feel like going to the Strip. Any ideas? I say we head over to the Golden Tiki over on Spring Mountain Road. I've never been. What's so great about it? Dude, they got some great, crazy drinks up there, man. And it's right in the heart of all the foot massage parlors, so if we can walk there, you know, we get a foot massage on the way back. Or in case we strike out, right? Man, you're not going to strike out. Dude, I get laid when I walk into the Golden Tiki. Really? I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to the Golden Tiki located at 3939 Spring Mountain Road, right in the heart of Chinatown. You're going to love it. This place is absolutely amazing. Come and check it out for yourself. 3939 Spring Mountain Road. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-709-4389. 800-709-4389. That's 800-709-4389. Ah, uh, that's the sound most people make when they leave Pinches Tacos. Why is that? Because Pinches Tacos prides themselves in making every location unique, but give every location the same feel. I'm not talking cookie cutters like those big chain restaurants. They blend into your neighborhood and create a place you want to call your second home. Their doors are always open. Well, at least until 11 o'clock. Their mission is simple. They provide you the best 
taco experience. By using high quality meats and seafood, fresh garden vegetables, handmade tortillas, and high quality artisan breads. They could have made it complicated, but they chose not to. Why? Because they found through experience that keeping things simple is a good recipe for success and happiness. It's also a good recipe for a pretty tasty pinches taco. According to Spanish language Stack Exchange, we always use it as an insult enhancer and can turn almost any curse word into a really rude one. Pinche pendejo, pendeja equals f asshole. Now they have six locations, two right here in Las Vegas. Come in, find out why we love them so much. Check them out on Facebook or visit the website pinchestacos.com for a location nearest you. Be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. And we're back. It's Greasy Conversation on RadioVegas.rocks. That's who you holler about when you talk to our sponsors and holler at them delicately, though. Be good to them. Excuse me. So don't anyway, spook them. Yeah, don't spook them out. Don't spook <laughs> out our sponsors. Don't scare them off. Don't do what I was doing during the break, which is a dance with a really neutral expression, so it seems like it's work that you have to do. <laughs> like, you, you see those go-go dancers? They're just like, man. Right. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting paid to do this, but it's not hours. enough. Yeah. Mm, right. Whatever. Go-go. They're like, yeah, it's a job, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, man. No offense. Some people go-go with a heart of passion and bless those human beings. It's true. Some can. The Lord's go-goists. Anyway. That's the sizzling slice of conspiratorial delinquency that we have yeah. for you. So we've got 17 freaky conspiracy theories you've probably never heard before except the ones you have. Yeah. Some of these you're going to be like, oh, these might roll an eye or two. But there's some dirt. There's some dirt in here. There's some juicy dirt. Oh wait, I gotta, I gotta have this note. That's yep. actually on the article. These are theories and aren't being presented as facts. <laughs> so just have fun with it. All right. All birds died. Now, I think we talked about this one a little bit. We, we've, yeah. Like birds aren't. There's been the the birds aren't real guy. Yeah. And that's like one. I think that's like the introduction to this, right? This one has a little more deeds. All birds died in 1986 <laughs> and were replaced with drones to spy on the public. And this particular theory claims that Ronald Reagan somehow got rid of all birds in 1986 specifically and they're all replaced with government drones. What a faith you must have in, in technology that with I, all the things we can't do that we can make all those robot birds because there's a lot of birds out there. Yeah, that's a lot of robots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And like, how do you, you just kill all birds on the planet? <laughs> yeah, like, where do you put all the dead birds? Ronald Reagan. Well, he, didn't, he didn't say he killed them. He just got rid of all got birds. Got rid of them. Oh, okay. So the robot could have taken over the inside. Could have of sent them into space. Yeah. Huh. I was thinking. <laughs> put them to work in the coal mines. The outside of the birds is still a real bird. So the robot is just inside using the fleshy bird as like oh. a suit. So now they're bionic birds. Yeah, like a like a cyborg of bird time. <laughs> more like little RoboCop birds. 
<laughs> we will build it. It will be bigger and faster. <laughs> half bird, half robot, all cop. <laughs> nice. But then like this, this has this little send off. Think about it. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? <laughs> yeah, I have. I've seen a lot of them and they shit everywhere. Yeah, they're just right? smaller pigeons. They're just smaller, <laughs> uglier little fuck birds. Fuck birds. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have you ever... That was for fuck birds. Um, had someone tell you, like, have you ever seen a baby pigeon, like, before you had seen a baby pigeon? And, like, creeped you out a bit? It? I never have. Because I hadn't seen a baby pigeon where, when someone first told me, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? It's like, whoa, do they just come out big? What happens? <laughs> but they just don't let them out until they're, like, medium-sized. Yeah, exactly. Parents hide them away. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I lived in these, these apartments one time, and these pigeons made a nest on our little balcony area. And they just took over it. They just constantly had little, <laughs> little shit babies that shit all over the whole thing. They were teaching them how to be in the drones. Yeah, that's right. It's the drone program. Getting them ready for the robot symbionts. Yeah. Like you're on Deep Space Nine, where there's the the culture of people that had this symbiote, symbiote that they'd put oh, surgically yeah, in yeah, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, And they had, like, the, the spots on there. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Oh, man. Bjorn? Bjorks? Bjorn, Bjorn and Orcs? You know. Yeah. Uh, not that that imaginary uh, race, uh, civilization, space people that's not relevant it's not it's not one of those conspiracies it's bugging me though nevertheless i just gotta look up my deep space nine later that's just for me guys that's a personal note (laughs) all right this other one which uh, leo dicaprio had something to do with river phoenix's overdose which i mean that was quite a while ago so i don't i mean maybe he was jealous yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just blasted through this one earlier looking at this because I'm like, well, celebs probably all try to overdose each other all the time. Whatever. I know, right? It's, it's a ruthless world. I mean, like, you yeah. both try out for the same part <laughs> in a movie, you know, and it's like, oh, well, one of us has got to overdose. It's not <laughs> going to be me. Buy the ticket, take the ride. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, this one, the Red Cross is using everyone's blood donations for satanic rituals. This one we can sit and play with a second. Yeah. This one, just reading that headline gave me ASMR. Like, you know, uh, for a minute, ASMR was like super trendy. And then mm. people started to rise up and be like, hey, there's some people that get like a, a relaxing, fun sensation that's tantalizing or whatever from these ASMR people whispering at you things. Some people just feel like there's someone's mouth really close to your neck and it's creepy. That's I'm one of those people. ASMR, I don't want it sneaking up on me. I don't want like clothed people whispering at me like that like it's all intimate mm-hmm. it feels like someone touching the underwear zone that's not implicitly uh <laughs> invited you know so the regular asmr doesn't work the right way on me it's awkward i don't like it but sometimes something like this will be just so tasty like how not that it would be great if this was true but it would be very interesting and <laughs> Like, I'd be curious to visit but not live in a world where all this blood we're all donating, people are just, like, rolling around naked in it and having <laughs> rituals, drinking goblets of it and stuff. <laughs> that, that gives me some ASMR. I get a tingliness on the back of my head that's just, like, beyond funny. Like, there's things that are funny and then there are things that are just like, oh, man. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's just, it. it kinda, this guy with the cloak. 
Just right. splashing around like a hot tub of all this blood people donated. Yeah, well, they do separating like... Separating the plasma. And yeah, I mean... The everybody... centrifuges. Yeah, they... The... <laughs> I mean, the Satanic Church does do like live reenactments of Carrie. And that the prompting. Red Cross is so corrupt anyway. Isn't there so many issues with... Or am I thinking of Salvation Army or both? Probably both, yeah. Yeah, there's Certain... a lot of... Certain parts of the charity, I would say, like, just getting blood, I mean, is, is pretty hard to screw up, but I'm sure they could, <laughs> they could do that. It's really know? important. I don't want to discourage anyone from donating blood, but a lot of these charities have a reputation, just to not be specific on them, of misappropriations of funds. And I know some of these bigger ones, I'm pretty suspicious the Red Cross was, like, one of those that came up in this whole shakedown of that kind of thing. Well, they're the, the biggest, day. so of course they are. Yeah, there's gotta be there's gotta be some blood sneaking off for some Satan somewhere. Yeah. And somewhere along this chain, Satan's getting some of this blood. They're grabbing some bags like it's Capri Sun. Right? <laughs> <laughs> why why do I Capri Sun always comes up okay, was it before we went on that something else you oh, you offered coffee. me coffee and I just thought it might be in a Capri Sun packet. Yeah, yeah. you're like how, how does the coffee come? Yeah, how does it arrive? How do I interact with it? <laughs> And I've never seen coffee come in a Capri Sun packet. I was just hoping that this would be the time that I'd get some of that uh, coffee pouch. Yeah. Pouches. So one Copyright. Thing, one thing I would like to point <laughs> out is that any, almost any like variety of people who legit practice Satanism <laughs> don't use blood for rituals. Maybe like pig's blood or something, and it's very little. The uh, human blood's expensive. There's yeah, sanitary and like, issues. And who cares? And like Satanists don't even do <laughs> yeah. that shit, which is hilarious. It's a big hassle when really you just want to be celebrating the Look. devil, eating food, humping, whatever. Yeah. Look, you donated it. <laughs> I know, yeah. Now you're going to so get all up there, Yeah, you can't be upset about it. What they do with it is their business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just gave it away. Did you ask where it was going before you signed the waiver and got your juice and your little cookie for the day? <laughs> no, you didn't. I mean, I know you assume it's going to save people's lives, hopefully, but you yeah. know, that's not the case. Yeah. I mean, Satan is saving some people's lives yeah. in a different way, all right? There's someone in this ritual that... They might make jello cubes later. <laughs> jello shots with that saves blood, lives. blood jello shots there's, there's sometimes uh, someone that's lost in a hopeless state they don't know where they're going in life and they're looking for someone to just give them some guidance uh, somewhere to belong a community uh, a sense of purpose in life and once they've had a time to you know, bumble around in a barrel of some of this blood with some Satanists, maybe they find that and they have new meaning and in a way saves their life. Good. I'll do a... Oh, that was a really dramatic life-saving. I, <laughs> I no. wasn't even ready to leave Satan as hard as that sound effect seemed to like get all horny. I know. I was going to do a quick shout-out. There's this cool documentary on Hulu called Hail Satan. Yes. That's actually about the satanic temple, like modern satanic temple. That and, documentary uh, is awesome. I'm not through with it yet because I was just having it on in the background. Mm -hmm. And he got scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's really like just straight up. They're just all normal people who are just like challenging uh, religious people in government kind of flying outside of the Constitution. Yeah. And, and really standing up for uh, freedom of choice of your own religion and not having uh, 
Christian values that aren't necessarily universal values forced on you culturally when they're completely arbitrary to what makes like a good society. Mm-hmm. There's values that we all share that uh, atheists should be allowed to like be considered to have those as well or be given the benefit of the doubt that they don't need uh, some sky guardian to uphold their being good to each other, that there's a reason as a human being to uh, be Not good be to your dick. species. Yeah, and that, that humanity lives on behind beyond your individual life or whatever. All these things that are beautiful and in the universe don't have to have this culture forced upon them as a shell. And there's a lot of places where Christianity kind of works its fingers into the government in a way like that that's oppressive. And the ways that that was pointed out by this and how these people stood up for it. Now, these people were able to celebrate uh, things that were uniquely their own just because it had something to do with Satan. It's like Satan was like a buzzword to get other people excited about doing something that's got community and excitement and things that people benefit from a congregation without all the same obligations and stuff. Yeah. So it was beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty cool documentary. Um, just free will anyway. in general, just celebrating the ability to celebrate your own rituals that don't hurt anybody. Yeah, exactly. And not have to explain it. So it's it's Satan, it's a bowl of spaghetti, whatever it is. Let <laughs> these people ecclesiasticize how they want. Yeah. Let them proselyte the Dark Lord all day. But for like community and snuggles, uh, snuggle <laughs> Satan. That's what we're talking about. I love about. it. That's my Satan. Some people are like, that's not my God. and That's not my president. Right? People say these things, and people talk about this dark Lord. This is the shining beam of light, this Satan that I appreciate. And that's, that's, that's my Satan, and hopefully a beautiful Satan for each of you all. That we can cuddle? Yeah, cuddle yeah, Satan. cuddle Satan. <laughs> all right. Now, this next one, I have to admit, I have never thought about this or heard of this before. <laughs> oh, yes! This one is Stevie so Wonder isn't really blind. Oh, there's a video of him. I don't know if you've ever seen it on YouTube where he, uh, like, the mic drops or falls over or something, and he catches it. <laughs> no. Yeah, and he didn't know it was falling over, but he caught it. That's where that rumor had started. It, it's a situation where it doesn't seem like he could have heard it moving because it was probably... A loud performance it, or it something? Was, yeah, it was like in an award show or something. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he like, it fell over, and he just like goes to grab it, and he caught it. It's Dang. not like he missed. Yeah. It seems like you wouldn't expect him to like feel the wind of it moving or know that it was doing that. Oh, it's just a mic stand. It's not you know, yeah. really going to do anything. Because I'm like, I'm reaching here to, to help him out here. Did, did the hairs on your legs sense this thing falling over? How'd you do it? But that's not the only example. This one uh, has got a couple of them. First of all, there's Donald Glover, who said right in the middle of his concert, he said, I see Donald Glover is here. Why did you say I see too? I mean, does he, does he have an earpiece? Is this an in-ear monitor? Someone's like, yo, shout out to Donald Glover's in the, in the crowd. Yeah, so that's, that's what I was thinking. And Everyone I mean, I think like, see, like just saying I see someone's here is like, that's just a, a yeah. phrase as well. Like, you know. You, you're Instead aware of Instead of saying, presence. I hear Donald Glover here. <laughs> yeah. I can hear Donald Glover in the audience. I hear your loud ass mouth out there. <laughs> Lips smacking. Right. This is America. I know you're out there. Yep. 
so that's so I've got some you know maybe people have in your monitors some maybe some involved but what kind of show is Stevie Wonder putting on that is like some magician guy in the background telling him oh I got this this person just had a, an uncle die oh I'm sure like doing I'm like sure, a cold reading I'm sure it's not a earpiece I'm sure his assistant was like Donald Glover's gonna be in the audience tonight oh yeah I probably just knew beforehand yeah, yeah, yeah. he's gonna be there oh yeah. yeah that makes sense I like the idea of the making him like a uh, one of those televangelists though. Where someone's just feeding them the information. Yeah, They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, someone, oh, yeah, they have a, yep, a sister's suffering from cancer, so you just go ahead and pray that cancer out, yeah. and they'll mail you all your money, all their money. I yeah. see it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, there's these, uh, the evangelists have done it, and there's also, uh, like, psychics and magicians that have done this, where they've, like, interviewed people beforehand, met people beforehand, or they had an assistant or someone that did. Of various ways of getting information from there's certain a, people in the crowd. There's a great movie, Leap of Faith, with Steve Martin, who plays a traveling, uh, like priest guy that can heal people, and they they go around to different places, and his assistant's like, okay, she's the, she's got this problem, she's got this problem, he's got this problem, so he's like, I hear you, guy, and he like heals them, and <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, Man, yeah. I can't believe I haven't seen that. I love it's Steve. The, <laughs> yeah, like, I think the first one that got busted was Benny Hinn. Maybe not the first one that got busted, but he was a huge guy. And then it turns out, like, before his shows, people would just fill out, like, prayer, uh, prayer cards. Oh, and, prayer cards. But with their, like, information, right? Brilliant. And uh, so then, like, his, I think it was, like, his wife or something. One of those guys there, was, it was, like, the wife was in on it. And they just have all these cards back there. So they once they find someone that's got something serious, you know, they, like, t tell him in his earpiece. And he calls them up, and they do the whole... Uh, you know, knock him down with the spirit. Praise yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Throws him in the water. <laughs> Which, uh, it's it's interesting that people, like, get caught up in that. But it is, like, a psychological phenomenon. Because you're in this place and you're just told. It's almost like hypnosis. Like a really powerful hypnosis that yeah. people just get caught up in in the moment. That and when things aren't, like, put together all the way in your life. And we've all been there. People that you might think, like, oh, I could never end up in a cult. No. All of us in the right week moment with the right people in your life that have been dead or gone or lost job or divorce, the right week moment and uh, anything can snap you up and get you into a thought loop without like a community looking out for you. Humans aren't meant to figure everything out on their own. Like right. no one is. Yeah, we're all supposed to compare stuff. There's even been like a, a study. I think we even talked about this, but it would have been like almost a year ago that was like another confirmation of what a small percentage of verifiable reality an individual is able to like wrap their head around without other people in their life confirming mm -hmm. stuff for them that's how the, a really common type of schizophrenia not that any particular schizophrenia is common but like a more common type than hearing uh, or seeing things is um the paranoid delusions of thinking that people are like planting something for you that you see randomly in a store that there's some connection to it just oh, connecting yeah, yeah, yeah. connecting uh, like associating, everything yeah, yeah associating things together like like you're in some kind of spy novel and these clues are being left for you yeah, yeah, yeah. and that gets really sad because you can't see out of it when you're in that place yeah for sure uh, and there's no one that hasn't had a paranoid moment like that before you think something or someone's like out to get you in a unique way that seems silly later mm-hmm but at that, the time, yeah. that's what Stevie Wonder is feeding on when he <laughs> is going out there and calling out to the crowd, feeding on the weak, saying, oh, I'm playing this song for you. And that's that's oh, a ticket man. he's going to sell again because that's yeah. someone that's hooked. 
It's dark, yeah. you guys. The dark wizardry of Stevie Wonder is underappreciated. Man, that's a layer there. I'm, I'm sure he gets all his uh, blood for satanic rituals. Right? From, that's from a Red real Cross. devil. There are imaginary devils clonking around, giving hugs, being cool, teaching Cuddling. people how to play guitar. But this is the de- this is a real walking devil on the earth, uh, feeding on our young Stevie Wonder. Right. <laughs> oh I think that he had eye surgery a long time ago. He feeds on the young to stay young. That's how we can see. Yeah, you can see. Yeah, so he gets the stem cells. He pulls her eyes out and uses the youth eyeballs. They have to be children, though. Right. So uh, the adults are who he manipulates. Yeah, he yeah, says, yeah. oh, I see you, Donald Glover, out there in the crowd alone uh i know your father just passed he takes him under his wing when he gets these people vulnerable then he gets their children alone and convinces them how better their children would be without eyes your children (laughs) could be like me they can see the wonders within inside is that why his name's stevie wonder yes the wonders he teaches them i got my name wonder because i can feel the tinglings of the universe and it tells me secrets and it's made me successful that's very superstitious right and then when he gets these kids <laughs> eyes it's because he wants to turn these kids into super wizards but he puts the kid eyes stem cells in his eyes so behind these glasses he's seeing and making deals in the underground uh with these children's eyes and the children think that they're like holy and stuff they're not no they just Spoiler got their alert. eyes stolen yeah. from dumb parents. <laughs> Didn't Damn. even get like a free Disneyland trip or whatever Michael Jackson did. Right. Didn't even get that hookup. Nah, just... At least Michael Jackson didn't steal a kid's eyes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically, maybe. I mean... <laughs> just a virginity. Not, yeah. <laughs> Which would you rather? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was Would you like, rather yeah. Michael Jackson steal your eyes or your virginity? <laughs> wait, rather Michael Jackson steal your virginity or Stevie Wonder takes your eyes? Or wait, better yet, would you rather Stevie Wonder takes your virginity as a child or Michael Jackson steals your eyes? Because like, there's that layer of like, it'd be cooler to say Michael Jackson stole your eyes than Stevie Wonder. Stevie mm-hmm. Wonder probably steals eyes all the time. But <laughs> have a Michael Jackson eye theft? Whoa, that's a dead guy that stole yeah, your and eyes. And it would be at it because you know he'd like make a collection out of it, right? Yeah. There'd be like some little kid eye museum. Well, or you something. use him up so he can see for like a couple weeks and he has to find another kid. <laughs> no, I mean Michael Jackson. Like if oh, Michael yeah. Jackson was stealing eyes, he'd just have a collection of them. He probably still does because he's still alive. It's true. <laughs> Michael Jackson's still he out there. He keeps him in a bowl in the fridge. <laughs> you got to keep him fresh. You don't want to just let that stuff wither because you, you get a couple months ahead. You plan ahead. You don't just gouge one kid at a time. You line up a couple of them. You find a family with like three or four kids. They're in the pocket. You're you gonna, convert them. He's going to steal the eyes from all the kids in one family? That's fucked, man. Dude, the blessing on the whole household. He needs them. <laughs> but yeah, they can't really help each other out much. That's a, that's a house that gets a lot of stuff knocked over. Yeah. That's a house with, that doesn't have potted plants on stands. <laughs> They're all getting pushed over. Oh, man. That's a house that breaks a lot of dishes. Plastic, so, man. My grandfather uh, is blind, so it's okay for me to joke about people breaking dishes because they're blind. Is it? He was actually. Uh, do, you have that, do you have that in a note? Yeah, I got a note from him <laughs> um, in Braille. He was probably the first blind computer programmer. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's actually a shining example of how heroic and powerful a blind person can contribute to society. 
he programmed the scheduling uh, tuition kind of system for the University of Michigan. And he oh, well. did it on a special terminal that was like a Braille terminal with a Univac machine. Wow. And some of that Univac wire was uh, kept in, in junk of my family's and several of the fun gadgets I build, if you follow that side of my crap I do, I'll use Univac wire from that giant room-sized oh, computer wow. sometimes. Not dope. To keep it historic, right? This yeah. is worth a stinger. Whoosh! Ah! Uh, yeah! So I, I had impact sounds from that one. You could hear the whooshes hitting me. Mm. <laughs> all right, this is, this is one I'm sure we've all heard for a, a long time, but Big Pharma already has cures for HIV cancers i like how they finally put cancers instead of just cancer and other diseases and illnesses but is hiding them i believe it 100 percent. you think that there's some stuff they're hoarding because mm-hmm. it's a big money business I, I think that could be but i also think that well you cure something you can make a lot of money with that too because there's going to be more people that need it cured and vaccines still make money even with illnesses that haven't come back because they keep them away that you have that tip we're like okay this will keep you cured yeah, but with what they go through with cancer, chemo chemo treatments are like a thousand dollars each time you go in. Sometimes you need twelve to thirteen of them. That's just for a chemo treatment. Then the medicines are expensive. Not only that, but if you keep an eye on your competitors, I feel like you can drag it out. Like if you've got a chemo treatment that you know your competitors don't have, then you can charge what you want and you can affect its availability until generics come in before they before you're figured out. Yeah, but and I think there's a cycle of that to a certain extent. Yeah, but when you're fighting it, you're weak, you don't care. You don't. You're going to pay whatever it takes, and I think that is a sham and something that absolutely happens. I can testify to a version of that with my asthma medicine. With health insurance, I went through two different doctors that seemed like totally legit doctors, but they just prescribed me whatever asthma medicine gave them like the best golf trip recently or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when I went and did research on my own and found, okay, this has these two chemicals that fill these two roles that this was doing, that this was also doing, and this is the only generic that's available. Let's get a prescription for this specifically. Try this out. And lo and behold, like a lot of places said online, uh, it's the same thing. I just looked up what the chemicals did, what was there, if this was something legitly prescribed for that. And it turns out for asthma, there's also a service that will let you... uh, interact with a doctor online mm-hmm. just to renew asthma medicine. And I did that and um, was uh, able to get this dude to give me a prescription for this because he confirmed as an actual doctor, oh, yeah, this does do the same thing. Yeah. Even though you hadn't had this particular subscription before. Subscription. Asthma <laughs> subscriptions. That's the worst thing to subscribe to ever. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, I'd like to have asthma. Yeah, you just burn magazines and breathe it in. That's your asthma (laughs) subscription. Anyway, so that worked out really well for me. And buying that cash in between insurances cost less than the copay that the insurance was getting from me for the name brand equivalent for that same asthma medicine. That's why part of me doesn't really believe this, because I think if they did have cures like they would just charge an even more exorbitant amount of money because like people yeah, don't, don't pay for them out of, yeah. out of pocket like the the insurance it, you know it's just all a racket yeah, it so. doesn't seem like they're fully hiding a cure that they might just be gouging us with that's yeah I there's mean, too just much gonna... evidence of that legit conspiracy for sure happening oh there's tons of price gouging <laughs> in pharmaceuticals yeah yeah so it's kind of too gross to laugh at anymore. So we're going to move on. We're going to move on with this sound to prepare. 
I think it's actually about time. Oh. Okay. It's like that button's sticky. It's like, why am I not getting my whoosh? It's about time to pay some. Some S Press and Esquires? Yeah. <laughs> Kicker Audio. Check it out, Mario. They uh, hit me up, the guys from Kicker. They said, Jay, you have done a fantastic job promoting these headphones. And, uh, they're awesome. Uh, they're all over Facebook. You have tweeted them. We know that you love the headphones. But how come you haven't talked about this wireless Bluetooth bullfrog we have? And I said, well, to be honest with you, you never sent me one. We don't have tested it. Within 24 hours, there was one delivered to my house. So now, this is going to blow your mind, Mario. This is... <laughs> You're impressed. No dead space. Speakers on both sides. Isn't that awesome? Very impressive. Uh, Kicker Audio, everybody. You gotta go there. Check them out online. Kicker Audio. Living loud. Is your butt a crudely built birdhouse? No. Then why are you sanding it with toilet paper? Dude wipes have aloe vera to protect your sensitive side. <laughs> See? Sensitive. <laughs> Come on, dude, take it to the hole. What is Jesse Ray's barbecue? Well, it's a tiny, unassuming place with a modest menu of platters, sandwiches, and house-made sauces. Located at 5611 South Valley View by the smell alone, you're gonna know you're in the right place. Come try the award-winning slow-smoked ribs, chicken, pulled pork, hot links, and brisket. The sauce? is also something to talk about, as you will want to eat it with every bite. Here's a tip, their sauces are available for purchase. When people ask you how do you like Jesse Ray's barbecue, you'll say like most people I know, I don't like it, I love it. Jesse Ray's barbecue is 100% legit. Stop on by for a meal that will satisfy your barbecue loving lips. Mention RadioVegas.rocks for 10% off your order, Jesse Ray's. Located at 5611 South Valley View on the corner of Valley View and Russell. Come in, take a bite, find out why they're so award-winning. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-238-4840. 800-238-4840. 800-238-4840. That's 800-238-4840. Let's face it, every once in a while, we all need a little help. A call to the bullpen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, have I got a product for you. Rick Knucklecock here to tell you about an exciting new product called Spunk Lube. Yes, Spunk Lube, the all-water soluble lubricant that'll help you perform in the bedroom. Yes, Spunk Lube, you can use it to loosen pickle jars, play a game of hide the pickle. Hide the pickle. Use it to grease your ball bearings. Do you have a squeaky back door? Squeaky. 
Need to glaze a ham? Or how about Frosted Donut? Frosted Donut. Yes, Spunk Lube. And boy, do I have an offer for you. If you call now and mention RadioVegas.rocks and order three jars of Spunk Lube, you get two for free. They often say two's a crowd, but three's a party. Spunk Lube. Visit us at SpunkLube.com. I love it. It's time for Two Clueless Dudes. If you are interested in getting the the nacho box, <laughs> the new nacho box nacho from Taco from, Bell, from Taco Bell in Las Vegas, in the you, entire valley, you are SOL. Here's why. There was a commercial plane that crash landed into the warehouse in California. Aww. I don't know if California is affecting out all of their nachos, every all their tortilla chips. Wow. No, seriously. Yeah. It like took out all of the, on the Western Hemisphere, so all tortilla chips caught fire. The And there's apparently warehouse? a corn sor- shortage. Yeah, now now, uh, now the valley is also short on corn. Two cleanest dudes. Every Friday at 7 p.m. on Radio Vegas. Rocks. Oh my gosh, I need to resubmit that uh, ad because Two Clueless Dudes, this Friday is moving to our old time slot. Friday's at 5. So... Oh. If you loved Greasy Conversation Fridays at 5 and you still want something in that pocket, Two Clueless Dudes has it for you. I'm in it too. I'm the producer. And throw in some witty baloney in part of it. And it's a good show. If you like this one at all, you'll probably like that one significantly more. So check it out. Two Clueless Dudes Friday at 5. Check out past episodes at the website. Just spell it with T-W-O involved. The whole word too. Clueless Dudes. Don't get lazy. And also, while I'm talking about our ad break we just had, we mentioned Spunk Lube. And we've talked about it before. I've got a lot of feedback from you about the shared meaning and importance that we <laughs> reverently had about this topic that is tragically taboo. And there is a stigma against appreciating that portion of our lives because I know a very small percentage of my daily life would be uh, anything where a sexual lubricant would be involved with it. But when it matters, it matters a lot. It's true. So you might go a day or days or long spans of time. I'm not judging. Maybe short spans of time before it's something that matters, before you've got that particular hunger. But studies have shown that when you see semen splattered about, when you see it out of the human body, uh, even in a video, it makes it come out of you easier. So people are able to uh, arrive more effectively, particularly men, believe it or not, even straight men, are able to ejaculate sooner when what they're viewing has someone else's ejaculate. And even if they're not witnessing it leaving, that's where Spunk Lube comes in. It doesn't have to leave any... Uh, uh, any object you might have an object that it squirts out of that's not a human being there's things with like pumps and stuff but regardless it's going to help you in a way that you're probably not anticipating i don't want that's anyone true. to take that for granted i've said it eloquently so that we can very uh dignifiedly approach this portion of our lives that we think about so uh little but when we think about it we think about it really hard so on that note welcome back this is nice. greasy conversation that's the distant thunder of knowledge. 
and at the greasy distant, conversation. Distant thunder of yeah. giant amounts of spunk lube <laughs> landing all over your party. Oh, man, that would be a blessing. <laughs> it's non-staining. It's true. Water-soluble, so you'd be able to clean it out of your grass with no problem. And get it all over healthy. the place. That's right. Get it all over. Now, don't slip. There's a slipping hazard on cement floors. It is a lubricant. So, real talk, we don't want to be unsafe yeah. here. Safety first. Safety first, then teamwork. <laughs> all right. So, now that we're back, we're getting greasy. All That's right. the sneaky insects of uh, intrigue. So, if you're just joining us, uh, we're running down a list of conspiracies. This one... <laughs> this one's fun. I don't really know enough about, but... Uh, oh, it's some- simple. It, so, imagine this... A uh, hugely successful uh, string of books, a franchise of mm-hmm. entertainment with movies that go right along with it. A uh, few of these things have been written by a single person rather than uh, a team of writers. And that's who many people believe J.K. Rowling is. Not an individual, but a, a writer's room, a team of skilled people that came together to make up all this lore under just one person's name. I mean, possible, but the the other part of this, it says it goes one step further and claims that Rowling is actually a character from in the book. Yeah, it's too far. Yeah, which, come on. Let's I be mean, real. Let's I get can, real. Uh, that's It's not as fun Ooh. When, <laughs> when you just go full fantasy. You can't, yeah. like... You that's can't. like someone, they're like, I really hope that wizards are real and I get to go to Hogwarts. <laughs> That's no, those like that real person. wizards. They're yeah. the Large Hadron well, Collider. Well, Hogwarts is real. You can go to Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty cool, but it's not colliding electron beams. It's not sending people into space. There's real wizards. They're uh, growing plants on the far side of the moon. They're 3D printing artificial meat on the International Space Station, like we're going to talk about later. And J.K. Rowling can't afford that kind of team behind her nor are any of these fictitious wizards <laughs> able to touch that action it's true so there she looks really concerned about getting found out though yeah it's she nice does. in this picture she looks like she's busted looks like she just farted <laughs> <laughs> that's the fart you let out when your Don't. scheme is revealed no one say anything no they one, have found no. out i'm a character in the book all right <laughs> oh man all right this next one there really is a government organization similar to the one in the Men in Black movies. Right. I had to make sure I bumped into my microphone as much as possible during that because of the alien rolling its eyes about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I feel mean, like there might totally be. What if there absolutely is an organization for that and they're super bored because there's no aliens, but they're there. Yeah, that's like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, okay, we made this organ. It's like just two guys. They put together like, oh yeah, we yeah. Still no aliens. Sorry, check in next week. Yeah, like we couldn't have just one of you down here because it's not man in black. It's men in black. All right, <laughs> these fucking guys who make these movies. I swear. Like, and they, yeah, and they just sit there and they they play on their phones or do crosswords all day. I don't know what the fuck they do. I feel like I said I made someone mad being so dismissive. I'm not saying that in all the millions of stars out there. And how we're already discovering planets and Goldilocks zones of habitability around some of these stars. There's not, there's not like other life out there. I'm just saying. I'm not sure if any of it's bumped into us yet. And or not. It, yeah, if there is life out there, 
It's probably just too fucking far away for it to matter. And that far away is hard to wrap your head around. Uh, and we've gone over some of the numbers before, but it really is extremely hard for anything to get to us, even if there's the chance of thousands of uh, other us's out there. The nearest star at all is dang far. The nearest star that could possibly have a planet uh, in this kind of situation, even if it turns out as we're starting to discover that there's a, uh, in this article we didn't have time to go over, but it's something we touched on um, in the, something else I dug into in the process of this, that there's like a sweet spot kind of zone, mm-hmm. like a baby nursery kind of place for rocky planets like ours that seems to naturally form, that it might yeah. be that a lot of stars that are like ours tend to like to make Earths around this spot. So mm-hmm. there might be tons of it. But um, it seems like there would be more tangible evidence of any of it was really interacting with us. And a lot of the evidence that people think points to that as far as technology we have shows a profound lack of understanding of that technology. The people that really followed the history of a lot of, say, electronics, for example, mm. have seen all of the stepping stones and, and stumbles and things. And even with a major breakthrough, uh, such as like the blue LED suddenly giving us the ability to have white LEDs and uh, flat TVs and all kinds of things that happen from that one thing. The Nichia company in Japan were little underdogs that uh, struggled to, to be special in an LED industry where they decided to invest in research and invest in making LEDs different ways that no one had before. Mm. And they, those plucky fellows came up with it and uh, put something together that's, along the lines of Edison uh, finally perfecting the filament and the incandescent light bulb, really historic stuff, and to belittle what humanity's done with that is tragic. But then again, there's also dark matter and dark energy and supposedly other dimensions that could have all kinds of aliens hiding in it. So I'm not totally dismissing it, but... Yeah. <laughs> but... Maybe that's yeah. where ghosts live, too, is a thing. Yeah, the ghost dimension. There might be ghosts in the dark matter. Dude, I, or, hope, I hope there's a ghost dimension. But we were talking last week that the dark matter is probably, or no, dark energy at least is probably something that's in black holes that we didn't realize because black holes probably aren't black holes. So this is fun. Yeah, it's possible. Dive into a little nugget from last week. We talked about this uh, pretty thick uh, and there's some good research on it. But perceiving black holes as something other than black holes might answer where this stuff is coming from that is affecting gravity and the expansion of the universe that we can't uh, detect what it is. It might be stuck to the things that we were calling black holes. There also might be a little baby one out there where we think Planet X is. Yeah. Anyway, enough recap on that. That's some juice to go back to last episode on. It's it's real juice. The real juice of the the real juice. The real juice. All right. Let that steam out. Now, this one is entirely plausible. Coke and Pepsi are secretly owned by the same people. It's so funny. Okay. Um, There's a Killer Business Wars podcast on the battle between Coke and Pepsi. And it would be so hilarious if the elaborate lengths at which these two corporations literally fought each other was staged the whole time. Oh, man. But I feel like if they really were staging it, they would have made a more, more production about the competition. Because they weren't really open about the competition as much as they just competed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there'd be more, like, treating the public stupid. Because there's already a lot of treating the public stupid in either of their ad campaigns. I think they would be like, 
hey, look at these jokers with this utterly delicious soda that's not quite as good as ours. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. Like well, also, though, like, maybe it, it could be, like, a calculated competition, like, just enough to really create, like, diehard. Like, you either love Coke or you hate Coke, and you love Pepsi or you hate Pepsi, like, if you're a soda person. You're, yeah. you're one or the other. I mean, it, it's I plausible, guess, like, though. Yeah. Or, I mean, it is, but... I like to look at things like this as might having like a half a conspiracy there mm -hmm. where say they're not owned by the same people, they're not the same company, they were competing. But what if there's a little money under the table every once in a while to like, hey, play along with this little battle here. Yeah, and it'll that like has to happen. Yeah. Scratch our back, we'll scratchers type deal. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm sure it happens with T V shows and there's celebs that do that. One of my favorite examples of that is uh George Takai mm -hmm. and um Dang, who was the guy that was the captain on the first Star Trek? The one with the easier to remember name than George Takai. William Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah. So William Shatner and George Takai had a YouTube feud a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, this was around the time we first started doing our show in the car called mm -hmm. Drive Home Live, which is fun to check out. But, I mean, you can dive past that and check out some of these videos on YouTube where it's on both of their channels. So what they did is they'd stage this really realistic-seeming interview. So you'd see this video on one of their channels where they're being interviewed by these people, and mm. it was this whole show with lower thirds and graphics and everything and, like, hosts that they hired and a set oh, and all wow. this. But this show, if you looked up the name of the show, there was no other example of this show existing. Oh, it was nice. just made up for this. And so Shatner would be interviewed on this show, and they'd just talk about playing old stuff, what he's up to, and then... Uh, bring up George Takai or they'd edit it also just a clip of it mm -hmm. so you'd go there and it'd be it just seemed like a clip from this new show that's just where he was talking about how yeah it's weird how uh, he mentioned this party he was having and then everyone else ended up at the party and I wasn't told anything about it I guess I wasn't invited <laughs> and then then there'd be something on George Takai's channel like the next day or a week later or something. Mm. Another completely different set, different actors, different false show. Oh, wow. And it's a clip and George Takai is like, yeah, uh, things were totally great with Shatner and I. I wonder what uh, could be his deal. And just like like they could never talk to each other. Like, yeah, 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 they had to talk through the, yeah. the show. That's great. So there's this ongoing like lukewarm feud between them. And it went on for for a while. Yeah. I didn't see if it ever had like any kind of resolution, resolution. or anything, but it had some people going. There was news articles about them actually having a feud on oh, YouTube. Oh, I'm sure, and stuff. yeah. So juicy. Uh, last recommendation related to Coke and Pepsi is there's this really awesome album by Negative Land. Yeah. It's called Dispepsi. <laughs> uh, it's just you have to listen to the whole thing it's freaking great man Jay showed me a Negative Land song the other day Dude, on the Rock awesome. Comedy show yeah they just do like they take like on this one particularly they take a lot of uh, like clips from old Pepsi Coke commercials and splice them into the songs and then like also interviews from like Coke CEOs and stuff because they go through the whole like new Coke old coke you know thing <laughs> and so but it's it's a really interesting weird ass album but they're great guizetta i could never spell his last name right i mean pronounce it but the ceo of coca-cola through the new coke scandal mm -hmm. uh had some staff whip up a batch of new coke which he drank every day till the day he he died 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, he actually liked the new Coke a lot better than... Not only did he like it better, but the majority of Americans liked new Coke better by countless uh, focus groups. Yeah. And to this day, it's studied as uh, a principle in marketing to watch out for in that uh, a few people getting upset about this sacred old Coke talked people into changing their opinions because mm-hmm. they had no reference yeah, of the old yeah. Coke. So they put it on a pedestal. So you always Makes keep sense. your old product around so people can remember it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> right. To this day, man, I want to taste new Coke so bad. They got to bring it back just so I could know. Yeah, I don't remember. It's, it's just so Coke Zero. Ago. Coke Zero is just new Coke. Yeah, right? probably. <laughs> no, that's that Stevia situation. You can taste the Stevia in that, yeah. that Coke Zero. It's not a... <laughs> but, you know, Coke. They're yeah. Satan. <laughs> They're Satan. Yeah. But that's like the less cool Satan. There's other Satans. Damn, yeah, that's not way yeah. fucking cooler than <laughs> Coke, man. Let me tell you. All right, let's let's jump onto this. This next one I actually like. All right. Oh, this is so funny. Ed Sheeran this is still even funny. Yeah, Ed Sheeran is the only person who remembers a once famous band, so he's been stealing their songs. And this is the premise of the of a movie that came out recently yesterday, which Ed Sheeran starred in. And the premise of the movie is something happens, and this guy wakes up. And he's the only one that remembers Beatles songs for some reason. So he ends up becoming a huge rock star stealing the Beatles songs. Um, so this is pretty meta in that just that happened to Ed Sheeran. He's the, he's the only guy. Yeah, su- supposedly having 14 songs in the UK top 15 in, at the same time. Right. This is but, hardcore. But I think he's had like two of his songs... They're being sued by like different estates for sounding like too similar to other songs. Yeah, that's the thing is I think it's a, a marketing skill in that he's making stuff that shakes hands with classic stuff. So even accidentally, it could be similar to things that might want to sue him. Yeah, and especially when the songs aren't like extremely complicated and they're just mm-hmm. like simple chords that like you can't own a chord or just be you know yeah like oh, that stuff's kind of hard to argue. Like a three chord progression. Yeah, it's hard like, to win that case. Yeah. Unless but, uh, you're timing it exactly the same and a bunch of the words are the same. Yeah, exactly. It's it's hard to do. Let but, him have it. Yeah, I mean, who cares? You know, Take it, Ed. Take it. <laughs> you know, I'm not playing that song anymore. Play it yeah. away. <laughs> All right. What are you doing with it? Uh, this one, Ancestry DNA kits are being <laughs> used by the government to track everyone. I love it. <laughs> I mean... Uh, how much government access do you think, or how how good is the security on, like, say, Twenty Three and Me? Because the uh, separate from your name, mm-hmm. they do keep uh, a log of all your data and what data correlates for you with other people's correlations of their DNA, and that's led to all kinds of scientific discovery from people uh, finding out that certain things are tied to other things that we didn't know. Um, there's a ton we've learned from that, but the idea that maybe it can be accessed tied to your specific name. I'd be way, way more concerned about big business having this access and affecting the cost of insurance than government. It's so funny. In America, we grow up so afraid, oh, government's going to have this, this information. Government's going to do this stuff with you. But we let corporations that affect the price of our lifestyle have whatever they want. Yeah. Like, uh, we're not worried about 23andMe's uh, genetic d- data going to, like, our insurance provider and ruining the price of our policy or our car insurance or our ability to get a home loan. No one's yeah, worried about right. that. It's a way bigger deal than the government. What are you going to do? Like, uh, 
talks me different from my DNA? What are you going to do? Like, yeah. <laughs> we should be worried about, like, uh, Equifax having our DNA. <laughs> yeah, just losing everyone's, like, information. Yeah. Probably just giving it away. Equifax leaked everything, so. And, uh, like, didn't even get, like, there was no. No. There's no repercussions. Yeah. They were forced to give everyone, like, $250 or, like, free Maybe. credit monitoring. Yeah. And I already got no... disqualified from that. Did yeah. you sign up for that? I, did, I didn't bother. For but... some reason, because I never, like, paid them for any service or whatever, yeah. they just used my data without my permission. and to, Or I had to give them permission to use my data to buy like finance a couch a few years ago or something like that. Like oh, there's no uh, way to avoid it. Uh, this is one example. Yeah, yeah. You can't avoid interacting and giving this corporation data that they just throw around like, like it's uh, free popsicles. Right. Those Equifax popsicles. Who gives away free popsicles anymore? That was not the best example. <laughs> Holler in the chat if you live somewhere where free popsicles were in, Only in the picture. guy waiting by a van. <laughs> Oh, uh, you didn't have that popsicle guy in the van? Yeah. Uh, one thing, there was the story, I think it happened like last year, but where that, this like serial killer who was hella old at the point he got caught, but he was actually caught because one of his um, relatives, like a niece or something, like did one of these DNA tests. Yeah. And then they, it, they flagged it because the FBI was like looking for this guy. And so they had like his DNA and... Wasn't that the B2K killer? No, B2K. B2K was like back in uh, like early 2000s. Major, it was one of those major fellas, though. Yeah, was he was pretty thing. notorious. And then, but he was like, I mean, he was fucking old as fuck at this point. And like, yeah, I don't think he was active anymore. No, nah, no, nah. yeah. he hadn't. He retired. Yeah, he was retired. <laughs> but anyway, so. Yeah, I don't want to be like, oh no, tear down all the big business. Uh, but that's like the real thing that we don't concern ourselves with privacy with as much as and we should yeah it was so should worried be about way the government. more serious i want the government to get my information better have you ever tried to get like a social services situation like uh there was a like a food stamps phase mm. where like giving them the crazy information they needed and then lost and had to be given again and mailing it the right way or standing in line to deliver it like man what there's corporations that get this information no problem yeah, why can't have, you like, just every Bug yeah. Equifax for this information to get me these food stamps. Right. Lord like, knows how much money I, they know I, how much I owe. They know how, Equifax knows how broke I am. Yeah. Why can't they get that from the food stamps? They know people? what I'm gonna buy next next week. Yeah. All right, these fucking guys, man. All right, this one. I guess this is an interesting point. So beards mess with facial recognition software, and that's why you've seen all those <laughs> articles about how dirty they are. This is. This actually gave me a pause. Yeah, it's interesting to think, but it's just like, I mean, marketing to try to turn. But I, I don't think that's the case though. The, the there's problem a lot is of, like, the, the premise. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like, like fashionable beard stuff out there, so it's that doesn't really seem. But I mean, I could see that being true for like some other things, but. This would be spooky if there really was a noticeable amount of media out there talking about beards being dirty. Yeah, I really didn't think there's like a bunch of studies about deadly beard bacteria. I haven't seen any of that, but I have seen like, oh, beards are cyclically hip right now. There is a a regular cycle of beard hipness. That's something that like follows economic trends or whatever style. I haven't seen anything separate from that, but I would be suspicious if we were in a, a country with a government controlled media. Perhaps this conspiracy would relate to, say, China 
which is like the leader of facial recognition to where you can jaywalk and get a text message of a bill, yeah. uh, a fine from jaywalking because they caught your face so good. And they caught your face so good. So <laughs> uh, I can understand the Chinese government and like government controlled news being like the beards are dirty. You're going to get sick. You're going to dishonor your ancestors with those dirty beards. Right. Shame. All right. Let's, let's run through these last ones and then do our last Billy Bob Thornton's and then our news chug. Cause, then, I think cause we've got the chug, the, the yeah. astronomical juice already. So this one. All right. This is great. <laughs> Paul McCartney died in the sixties and was replaced with a lookalike. Have you ever heard of this one before? I have actually. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that's funny is just the pictures they use. Like, <laughs> Not the he, same guy. One when he's really young and then like uh, way, way older Paul McCartney and like not the same. Well, yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell like comparing those two. <laughs> no, old Paul McCartney really looks like young Paul McCartney yeah. compared to most old people. Most old people don't look like the young selves as much as he does. Yeah. I think he has a pretty unique looking face. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really nailed it. And I then mean, they'll also be able to fiddle bass around that same way. They really found yeah, a good yeah. ringer. Yeah, come on. So, But the fun things are all the random evidence about this that, that, that were just part of the random red herrings that the Beatles threw out anyway. Mm-hmm. Just in there, they, they were great about tweaking just one little thing in something that they did so that fans would think it was a hidden message. For example, on Abbey Road, there's only one person barefoot while crossing the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's Paul. Oh, so it's okay. supposed to be yeah, a, yeah. a sign that like, oh, the barefoot one is dead and this is his double. That's supposed to be a sign to the fans. Gotcha. There's a handful of other random things like that that are really juicy if you guys want to dig into that another time. This is a fun one. I, I, I like this last little bit. The other Beatles members apparently referred to the lookalike as fall, <laughs> a combination of the words fake Paul. <laughs> Never heard that, but you know, drunk or slurring on acid or whatever, they probably said his name that way a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just stuck. Fall over yeah. there. All right, this one. <laughs> the TV was created to distract people from the government. Now, obviously it's been used for that yeah i don't know if it was created, created for that for, yeah like it's not good for anything else no one would have made this tv thing and yeah. they didn't distract people from the government right it's not the only <laughs> i would say that like, that's not really what it's distracting you from i mean that's maybe one of the things but it's also just like endlessly muddying the waters and making so putting so much information out there that it's hard to follow or even yeah fact check and like think critically fact- about it's like 20% ads on network television, too, anyway. Yeah. It's like, that's what it's created for. Yeah, exactly. Let's get some products and some faces. Right. Yeah, so that one. Psh, moving on. This is this is one of my favorites. The Your entire existence is just part of a simulation. Now, we don't have a lot of time. Can I say quickly what I wanted to scream at my radio? Yeah. When uh, Joe Rogan was interviewing someone that was explaining why a simulation is statistically more likely that we're in than the original Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's really simple. Uh, Joe Rogan was taking it as, okay, but don't you think it would be more likely that this is the original one because we don't have evidence of this being a simulation one. And he wasn't arguing that um, it's not likely at all. See, that was hurting his mind. It seemed like he didn't want to Uh, wrap around that like okay if these things are statistically more likely if the simulations are more likely then that means that it's not possible that this is the first one 
it's totally possible this is the first one. Mm-hmm. Just because it's less likely than it is doesn't mean it's not possible. But the thing that's getting thrown out with that whole argument that was driving me nuts is the fact that, and the, I forget the dude's name, but he did explain part of this pretty great and better than I would have on part of it. When he said that if we ever in the future will make simulations, if we ever in the future would be able to make a virtual world this crisp, uh, which is not um, impossible, implausible Mm -hmm. and if we are able to make more than one of them um then when when if within one of those how would we see outside of it to get any reference of time before or after yeah so if we have no other reference and the simulation is that large which on the scale of the universe what we've seen is a tiny speck yeah yeah so it's proportionally not large as far as the data that's available out there so that's another thing that makes it plausible so that said there, there's no frame of reference, so it's equally equally possible that we'd be in any one of these different simulations or the first one. Yeah, and if yeah, they're yeah, equally totally. possible, the first one is only one of these several possible things. So that's why statistically, but then another thing is, this was under the premise that there's no evidence. But it is kind of suspicious that when we break down matter, all the matter that we interact with, it all comes down to just three subatomic particles, just protons, neutrons, and electrons. And yet, when we tear those apart, there's quarks that the, the nucleus particles are made out of, and there's uh, particles that are kind of um, a grid point on a field, like the Higgs boson and the Higgs mm. field, granting gravity. And to me, that kind of feels like the grid on an LCD screen of electrodes that are transparent you don't see them you just see the pixels so we're at a stage where if we're on an lcd screen and you look closely enough at it you see the pixels you see the atoms Mm -hmm. but you would have had to uh really tear up the lcd in a way that you can't just do smashing it into other lcds which is all we're doing with atoms right now to see what's inside to see that there's wires around in there there's actually transistor layers in an active matrix LCD screen that are doing switching, transistoring, that are transparent, that you're like looking right through, that mm-hmm. are in that LCD screen. There's no way of knowing that just smashing LCD screens together, which is all we're doing with atoms. And that kind of, uh, not, and not to take that a step further and say that's create uh, intelligent design. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that on, you could argue that an LCD screen isn't necessarily intelligent design given that it's so many iterations of ideas that yeah, eventually yeah. came to that. And also, it's basic. It's just a grid. Instead of shooting electrons at a screen that blocks some of the electrons that don't hit a certain color phosphor, all that junk a CRT does, it's just a grid of pixels with transistors in there to switch them on and off um, with less terminals going through. So it's kind of like a natural conclusion that kind of evolved naturally. Yeah, yeah. And so without necessarily intelligent design or like this god of mankind making the LED screen, doesn't necessarily mean that that's how atoms were made. But the fact that it all comes down to these fundamental building blocks that fit together like Legos and things that aren't atoms don't play on the periodic table at all. We've only got that periodic table and that's it. And it's suspiciously organized and uh, we're able to do everything that we can with just that, even though there's so many other things that the universe is fundamentally made out of. And then when we go... Um, just like when we took take a look at an LCD screen, we have to look at it in layers in 3D to see what it's really made out of. But otherwise, all that lives on it is in 2D. Yeah, 
yeah, it's yeah. similar when we go into say the electron around an atom how it exists in this shell of probability all at once uh, regardless of time and when we go to try to measure it and, and see it through our time lens we see a point in one of those spots yeah, yeah. out of probability but that's not how it is and that so when we look at an lcd screen and say this is not how this is but the entire way that we interact with it is only this simple two-dimensional grid of color way so there's this new way of looking at reality that we've got to kind of put together to see uh, beyond and i'm not saying that that's a simulation but if you consider an lcd screen to be a simulation of an image of life uh, an image of like a dog or something um how different is that than the way that everything is made out of these atoms but if you break it down more there's these things that don't deal with time like we do don't deal with dimensions like we do in all these crazy ways uh that seem crazy to our perception so you know it's that seems kind of simulationy to me so yeah it's totally possible yeah no no i got you well, i'm saying someone made that simulation but what if we're something that simulated itself so to speak like we're on one plane uh, made out of one type of thing, but it's not the only thing. Like it's like a we're, projection. We're made out of Legos, and everything we know and love and has ever known is made out of these Legos and stuff in the Lego kit. But when you melt Legos, there's these black little things floating around in the air and this toxic smoke, and we can't make anything out of that toxic smoke or out of the melted plastic. We can only mess with the Legos. We can make cancer. Yes. And that's why we risk cancer when we study the subatomic particles, <laughs> which is true, too. That's the thing. We mess with that stuff and we get fumes and we get uh, free radicals and, and rare x-ray suits and Chernobyl and stuff. So there's like a lot of things to that metaphor. And I'm not, so Legos, that seems kind of simulation-y to me. I feel like I'm simulating a spaceship when I make one out of Legos. Mm. And it doesn't really fly around or anything. It's just this silly thing of legos just like me when i'm holding my arms out buzzing around pretending to be an airplane just made out of atoms um so maybe i didn't right. explain that any better than the other dude but that's where i get on that simulation tip it's been bugging me this little yeah, rant yeah. has been like fuming on me for a second <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh let's move into another simulation here Let's run these last ones. Yeah, the then, last ones aren't as fun as that one. Yeah, I don't know. Although this one, well, it's not really fun. There's an alternate reality <laughs> on the other side of mirrors. That one is frustratingly stupid. Okay, I know they've made like <laughs> they made like three horror movies that involve people like going or having mirror, the evil mirror self like come out of the mirrors. Okay, what if the, re the but the photons that are bouncing off of you, no, they're no, no, bouncing no. off that mirror and coming back to you in the same shape, in the same configuration. That's nah, still bullshit. Sorry. What if, I just love this. What if the reason we can't walk through mirrors <laughs> is because our reflection is always blocking us? <laughs> no, the reason we can't walk through mirrors is, is because it's just, it's solid. Like, There's that dude in the way. Yeah. That I run into. He's stopping you. He can just stop you with his hand every time. Like. <laughs> He's a real son of a bitch. Yeah. That fucking guy. I mean, I've, I've tried, like, sneaking around the mirror. And he's there know? every time I try. Man, it's crazy. Like, this guy doesn't have anything better to do oh, except man. stop me from walking through a mirror. Like, what the fuck? None shall pass. Yeah, right. Fucking <laughs> guy. What if one day he didn't? I've been trying. <laughs> trying, man. Every day. One of my biggest, like, fears that I don't think about very often, so it's, like, not a common fear, but, like, hits me really hard when it occurs to me, is what if the person in the mirror was, like, really dismissive? 
Like, didn't want to meet my eye contact? See, but How that, scary that would be. But see, when you don't see your reflection, you still... Mentally, you think you are seeing it. Because when Amazing Jonathan had that hotel that he had, uh, the old California, and they let him do three floors to scare people, there was one room where you... They were, they were all mirrored after each other. So you went into one room, and all the hotel rooms looked the same. So you're stuck in this room, and you're like, how do you get out? And you're looking around... You're in there for like 10 minutes and you realize there's no reflection in the mirror. So you could walk through the mirror. And then the next room, there was a mirror there. So you're like, how do you get out of that room? Then you had to open a door and go in. And then it was, and it was just like, it was crazy. But you're in there for 20 minutes and, and, you're, and you're like, how do you get out? And you're looking at this mirror and you're like, no, that's a mirror. And you're like, you don't realize you didn't see a reflection. Well, <laughs> so there's all these mirrors with reflections. You don't notice the one mirror that doesn't have your there reflection. There was no other mirrors. It was just a fake mirror. Dang. But it's just mentally you think, oh, yeah. that's a mirror, and you're not thinking I don't see myself in it because you're Cause it's really mirroring. Because you're yeah. just trying to, yeah, because you can see the same room if in the everything next. Everything else is yeah. reflected. So that's just a yeah. copy of the room. In yeah, there. yeah. And, and so it's really, it was really a trip. And then you're really so trying sick. to think, how the hell do you get out of there? So you're not really thinking about. Yeah. There's no reflection. Finally, somebody went through. And they go, hey, just go through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like stupid ass. Damn. Dang. That's that's All right, next that had level. some juice I didn't even expect. Yeah. All right, this one they they sank the Titanic on purpose to collect insurance money. <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't think that was the plan. Nah. How else Over could an unsinkable it. ship sink? It's because they sunk it so they could make a movie about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is, is James Cameron a time traveler who traveled love, back in time to sink the Titanic so that he could make a movie about it? I love that it's an insurance scam, supposedly. That's the, yeah. Like, any conspiracy yeah. about an insurance scam cracks me up. And Man. then Nick Cage is an alien. So. Yeah, that's not a conspiracy. I mean, we all fucking knew that. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. So I teased about it earlier, but China grew a plant on the other side of the moon. If you missed it before, they were the first to land a probe on the far side of the moon, the one we haven't messed with as much. It's not the dark side. Both sides get light, but it's the one far from us. And on it was a little biosphere fella that apparently didn't get warmed up enough because everything froze to death in there. Mm-hmm. Except for one cotton seed that managed to sprout two little leaves before Audrey it died. Three. Oh, Audrey Three. Audrey <laughs> Three. And then, in retaliation, not really in retaliation, but there's an Israeli food company that on the International Space Station 3D printed lab grown meat in space. Yeah, baby. So it's that vat meat we love with 3D printing, which is also fun and done in space. It's three kinds of cool. So there's some details to dive in on that. Yeah, which is just really cool because. It's, you know, if we ever make it to the point where we have, like... A Mad Mike's is, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> about Titanic. Aww, yeah. That's but if a we cute ever get, one, Mike. If, if we ever get to the point where we have, like, a, a, an outpost on Mars or some shit, you know, at least we can print meat out there. Don't yeah, because I don't want to just eat cotton seeds. Let's print yeah, some meat over on, there. Speaking, to catch speaking up. of Amazing Jonathan, he's watching right now. No! Probably because he heard us talking about his awesome haunted house that he did at the California <laughs> Hotel. Hell yeah. Holla. <laughs> nice. That was awesome. Awesome, yeah. Uh, much love. Had love at you. Yeah. Boggling our brains over that. <laughs> All right. Pigs were caught using tools for the first time. Yeah, this is pretty interesting. So they've used them before, but this is the first time they got caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's the first time we caught them. Yeah. Probably. And it's not like anything crazy, but they just found them, or they've observed them using sticks or other pieces of bark to dig holes. So they'll get like flat pieces of wood or bark and 
scoop it up in their mouth and then they just start digging um, to dig little places they can hide in. Nice. So, yeah, it's pretty and interesting. There's a lot of controversy controversy about the Navy's new patent for a compact fusion reactor. Fusion is different than the fission that we do with our current nuclear reactors because you have to smash stuff together. Usually in this tokamak, which is this toroidal donut-shaped fellow that uses magnetism to hold all the burny plasma so it doesn't melt the sides of the container. <laughs> and all the energy to hold that stuff in there takes more than the energy they're putting into it right now. Mm-hmm. Except for this, which is supposedly using these spinning magnet fellas to help do the containing time. Mm. And it sounds suspiciously simple, and that's why a lot of people are skeptical of it. Also, they're skeptical because this is the same person that pat- patented room temperature superconductor wire oh now it's not like some simple magic material it seems pretty plausible to me um with what i know about electromagnetism rather than super freezing the wire so it's so cold that electricity can flow through it in an instant with no resistance rather than at the speed of light like electricity normally goes through a wire Mm -hmm. i mean instant instant that's why superconductors are special but it's that cold problem so what he did is the wire is wrapped in um, electromag- electric, like a magnety coil time. Mm-hmm. Magnety coil time. Yeah, you know those magnety coils. Yeah, so it can vibrate and magnetize and tighten up the wire in a way that gets it superconductory. Now, that's how I interpreted it. And maybe it's fundamentally undoable and that this reaction is equally baloney. But there's enough, it seems plausible to me on both of these. Yeah. They're not like defying any law of physics or anything. They just seem like a clever workaround. And what is uh, any way we've done it? I mean, super uh, freezing superconductors like we do now is a clever workaround. You're just getting yeah, it really exactly. cold. So, I mean, someone's got to figure out how to work around our current limitations. That's usually how like technological advancements are <laughs> and now, done. Uh, the there's one that I'm going to leave you all to look more at Two Clueless Dudes, the previous episode. If you go to twocluelessdudes.com, we talked about this Californian Robocop in the park. That yeah. We talked pretty thorough on that one. It's also, though, the same robot, or at least from the same company, that committed suicide in this fountain two years ago. Yeah, we're just like drove in the fountain. And this is called an HP Robocop. First of all, it ain't no goddamn Robocop. That's not a brand name. It's Huntington Park's branding. Oh, okay. So it's gotcha. California calling it RoboCop, not the company that made gotcha. it. Gotcha. Okay. Those silly folks. Yeah. So it is certainly not that. It doesn't do a lot of what it says. It pretty much just like watches people on the camera and tells people to get out of the way. That's what yeah. it seems like it does. It, it's, it's got a button for people to alert the police on it. But the people that made the robot never connected that to the police. Yeah. The police were like, oh, it's still in trial, even though we're leasing it for $60,000 a month. It's still in <laughs> trial. We haven't made all the features work. Yeah. So That's frustrating. Yeah. So. But before lot. wallowing too much in that, I have to make sure we've got a little bit of time to talk about the wearable face projector hoax. Oh, yeah. Go for it. So this, let me pull up a picture. But during the uh, riots in Hong Kong. That are still ongoing. That shit is nutty. First of all, um, but yeah, yeah, anyway. it's, I don't you know. China's got some issues with the government, like we've got issues with our big business the way they've got issues with their big government. No one's got it dialed in just right. 
Uh, my condolences. But this was actually a product that never existed. Mm-hmm. And several places have reported that some of the protesters have got these projectors on a stick coming out of their head like an anglerfish. Yeah. Shining another face onto their face. Which looks sick, but also ghostly and creepy. And the eyes don't point the right way and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that's a hoax, it turns out. That's yeah. not a, it's not a real product that's ever been developed. Nor would you be able to see it okay. Or would you see where you're going with a projector shining in your eyes? Yeah. Well, I don't even know, like, would it, would it put the, would it project on your face enough to, like, trick facial recognition? Because I know some of the facial recognition now is just... The shape of your face. Really good. Yeah, it just looks at the shape of your face. So unless that, like, tricks it... But it would absolutely for the security cameras because... The ones that do the shape of the face, like on the iPhone, Mm -hmm. they're projecting dots in infrared on your face. And then there's an infrared camera that sees the dots. Mm. So it's kind of like the dots on uh, motion capturing for video games, but just projected onto you. All right. Now, I I don't know who knew this was a thing, but apparently there is a uh, fat bear week. (laughs) This is me. I caught an eye at a fat bear week and I (laughs) couldn't let it go. Yeah, so... Oh, this is a nice, feel-good little thing to enjoy on the tail end of this I thought he was episode. talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> you could participate in Fat Bear Week, too. That's yes. right, sure could. We'll shave a couple bears and Each. then we'll tumble you in there. Each year, the Kat- Katmai National Park and Preserve uh, basically holds this vote to... In Alaska, by the way. Yeah, it holds this vote to see which is the fattest bear, and people vote. And it's, I guess, after the bears are come out from their hibernation uh, and then have some time to to chunk up yeah i mean this clearly super fat bear but wait till you see what the before picture look at that yeah that's victoria uh, secrets model that chunked up there <laughs> like that was a, a skinny you can see ribs it's like triple the bear right there <laughs> were some great things they said it like uh so this bear's name is Holly, number 435. Uh, I can't remember the exact line, but they basically said that she had the same uh, color and shape of a toasted marshmallow. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's weird that something that that incredibly deadly that would be so willing to kill me and eat me so quickly, it, it, I'm feeling is so cute. Yeah. But man, is this not a cute animal anywhere near it. Smells like human bones and stuff. Salmon. Salmon <laughs> breath. No one likes that. All right. So, okay. This is, this is a good one to transition to from the bears. All right. So, it was this. Uh, Mad, Mike. Mad Mike says, I've shaved cats, never bears, but I would try it for science. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to call on you, Mike. You're going to have to sneak up. <laughs> all right. We're not going to pay for the the anesthetization. (laughs) So this is a family that they're, they live in China. Uh, On vacation a few years back, they bought what they believe to be a Tibetan Mastiff puppy, which if you're not familiar, these dogs get absolutely massive. Um, So after a couple years, their dog is walking around on its hind legs an awful lot. (laughs) <laughs> they think it's a Tibetan Mastiff, you know, whatever. So eventually they take it to a vet or something, and she finds out that it's not a dog at all. It's an endangered Asiatic black bear. Is which, this the picture? Because this very much looks like a dog. 
No, that the top picture is a dog. Okay. That is Jeez, a, Moses. That is a Tibetan Mastiff, and they're <gasps> massive dogs. Okay. Okay. No, this looks like a bear. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, there's no way you can think a bear is a fucking dog. There's no way. No dog has a snout like this. No. <laughs> and these eyes. And I mean, if you're looking Ugh. at, if like, you know what a Tibetan Mastiff looks like, or if you just go and like Google it just to make sure. You know, and you know, they're like, oh, that doesn't look, but whatever. This bear looks way scarier than a dog does. Like, the, the eyes look hungry, like eat a human hungry in a way that dog's eyes don't do. <laughs> right. The fiercest dog doesn't ever just calmly see you as food the way these eyes do. It's oh, yeah. haunting. Look at this, Jay. Look at those hungry eyes. Yeah, I can see it over here. Oh, he's got it over there. So, <laughs> that's pro. Good job. We're doing it. If you appreciate professionalism on this level, which is clearly not too much professionalism, <laughs> it's a dialed-in middle-of-the-road level. But it's level. just enough. Right? Yeah. Just enough to keep it's you satisfied. It's not overdone here, Radio Vegas. No, we don't leave you in the dust <laughs> by overproing you. Yeah. No, we're not going to condescend you down. <laughs> But if you appreciate that, please take a moment to tell someone that you care about, about Greasy Conversation, and bring someone else into this little special part of your life with you to learn and grow and share and help evolve one another together to be in a community because no one else understands you like we do. It's and true. Um, once you stop listening to your family and follow us <laughs> and <laughs> Now you're stretching. You, you were doing so yeah. good. Yeah. You should have just ended it. Yeah. So All everyone right. bring red plastic cups. There's going to be Kool-Aid. There's going to be matching sneakers. Jesus yeah. ones. Totally. If you want cool sneakers, you got to get in the club. You got to get some friends. Walk on water. Yeah, we're going to walk on all kinds of we'll water. We'll be like Chris Angel. Everyone gets to walk on water in heaven. On the comet, when we've all gone to the comet that takes us to it's heaven. It's made of water. Yeah, it's made of water. Comets are made of water. Yeah. It's science. Everything we've said is scientifically proven for where you're going to be once you die. And these people get left behind. We're going to ride a comet, baby. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Last one. This, just the article makes it seem like these people are terrified. Let's kill it immediately. Invasive fish that has teeth and can live on land found in Georgia. And it just seems like they're genuinely terrified of this fish. And maybe they are. It's, it's just an invasive uh, species. It's yeah, this headlines. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks, it looks crazy, but it looks really tiny also. Yeah, lots of fish have teeth. This is a little fish. It could be a piranha. They're tiny feet. Yeah, piranhas Pir have little teeth. Yeah. It's a it northern snakehead fish. Have you noticed how scaredy cat piranhas are when they're not like in a in a swarm or something? Just one piranha in a tank is really fidgety and scary. It's scared of you. Like they they they, they uh, you scare them easy. What's the word? I'm the start. Skittish. To, they're skittish. Yes. So, the toothy the fish, the more of a wuss it is. I think these. <laughs> This article is pure wussery. This is from Las Vegas, man. <sighs> I know, it's the website's terrible, but... Just because it's a water animal, we're going to be all afraid of it in the desert? But Come because on. this is... Well, no, this is actually in Georgia. Oh, okay. okay. It's an invasive species there. Um, but this is the... I didn't know this, but what you should do, or what they recommend to do for this particular invasive species, all caps, bold, do not release it. So if you catch it, don't release yeah. it. Yeah. Step two, kill it immediately and freeze it. 
they can survive on land. What? Yeah, they there's the type of fish they can for like short periods of time. Oh. They can't just like chill on land indefinitely. Okay, this article got harder than I thought. So if possible, take pictures of the fish. Uh, and they also want to know like where you found it so that they can go check it out. And so don't even them. leave it to die because it could find its way back into the water. Yeah, they're like, don't you can't just catch it and like drop it on land. Like it'll go back to the water. So that gave me a bad ASMR. <laughs> but it's a. Uh, yeah, it's just, I, I was thinking about this when reading this earlier, like, is it even possible to stop an invasive species? Like, once you're reporting on it, it's probably too late, right? You think? No, you do is you put in another species in that kicks its ass until you keep adding kick-ass species until it's all bears and wolves and falcons killing your babies in that area. Then you just leave. You just leave yeah. that behind. Yeah, just, <laughs> That's just, when you give up. Just take off. Do you have any media recommendations or plugs before we put a bow on it? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, you guys know, know what I'm doing. Follow yeah. my Instagram. There's Greasy Conversation and there's Waz, supposedly. Both of them have fresh fire. I'm making more gadgets to show you. And there's uh, some new stuff happening with the station that you got to uh, like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, smack that bell around and see what we come up with because we're excited. I can't even spoil some of this. There's so much fun stuff trickling in. So tell your friends, family, grab a relative, hold them close. Slap them bells. Slap them bells. Slap the bell. Oh, yeah. Oh, hula it out. Hula away. Hula yourselves back into bed, but don't leave because there's more great stuff on RadioVegas.rocks all the time on this situation. October 23rd, Bobby Slayton. Bobby Slayton, October 23rd. On the Rock and Comedy Show. On the Rock and Comedy Show. That's going to be a killer guest. You cannot miss that. There's going to be a video of his interview where you can see his face. All right. Be good. Be good, everyone. Stay good. Don't. Don't listen to him.